Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and this week in production, we're on the road again. I mean, technically, we've been on the road. I didn't realize it's been about six weeks since I last recorded an episode. It hasn't been a lack of desire uh, or that we haven't had opportunity. It's literally just been too much work, too much going on to actually record and edit a podcast. So I thought I would just set this up a little bit because when we recorded the podcast last week, we were were drinking. I may have been a little buzzed. You may hear that in the recording. We had the whole cast of characters, the whole crew was basically in the room just chilling out before we went out to dinner. Anyway, without further ado, here is episode 95 of This Week in Production. Okay, quiet on the set, everybody. Stand by. Roll camera. Speed. Roll sound. Speed. Market. And cue talent. Hello and welcome. This week in production, all what appears to be glamorous is not all that it's cracked up to be. I'm your host, Art Aldridge, and you are in the war room. I have the crew, many of the crew, some of which I can't even say their names on TV. Even Mr. X is here. Even Mr. X is here. So we we are on... A road trip of road trips. Um, we, I feel like we've been out for about 13 weeks straight, but it really hasn't been. But it's not getting any easier. We started the week. Uh, the van had left uh, for St. Louis, Missouri. Mr. Christian Schlicht and Sputnik drove out. The crew on Sunday flew to St. Louis. We had a setup day in St. Louis. We had an event on Monday. And then the crew was going to take a two city connector, one connection, two cities, uh, St. Louis to Chicago and Chicago to Nashville to do a second event, three events in, in eight days, but this would be event two. The travel day turned into a train wreck, so to speak, where we had a mechanical delay on the ground in St. Louis for an hour, which put our 55-minute connection time in Chicago at risk. And then when we got to Chicago, there was about a 15-minute window, according to the ticket, of when the boarding was going to close. You know, I knew it was going to be tight. We were already talking. I was conversing with Christian on uh, text about backup plans and alternate universes. But I thought, you know, we got in. We we could, in theory, make it. Um, I called the United 1K hotline. I'm a 1K United Flyer. I have a special number. I can talk directly to a human. And, um, you know, he said, basically, I can't help you from the call center. You need to talk to the gate agent, explain your situation, and and they will probably hold the plane for you. I don't see why they wouldn't, since you have nine people on this flight to Nashville. How many? Nine. 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 That's it. That's what so, I'm You left the dog home. So the plane lands. We get 
to the jetway. I run up to the gate agent and I said, listen, call the people at C-24 and let them know that we have nine passengers, no check luggage. I didn't say- Coming from F, whatever yeah, it F-23 was. F-23 <laughs> to C-24. And if you know O'Hare, this is like eight miles. We were doing like the O.J. Simpson Hertz rent-a-car dash through the airport. Now, the gate agent at, at F-23 called C-24 and said, they're coming over. And I said, okay, they'll make it. They should make it in time. And uh, so we took that as they would wait the extra two minutes for us if we, we didn't make it. And we still ran. And we ran. We ran like flat out with our rollerboards. Backpacks, carry-ons, and, and, and some of the bags. Some of the crew is not really in shape, I will just say. <laughs> so it wasn't an easy exercise. And what time was uh, Wheels Up out of St. Louis? Wheels Up was like 5.30 a.m. Yeah, so we had been, we had been espresso working yet either. After 13 hours day, yeah. the following yeah, no, 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 no. previous listen, day. Listen, we all know That's you the guys usual. Work, work hard and, and it's appreciated. It's fine. So we get to the, I, I'm the second to the gate. I'm not even going to say who's first because it's a little embarrassing that he got there first. He had no bags with him. He That's had why. no bags. But I get to the gate at C24 and I see the jet bridge pulling back and I said to the the woman who looked like she needed to retire five years ago at United, I said, how come you didn't hold the plane? And she said, I didn't have an official hold. I said, you knew we were coming. She said, I couldn't do anything to help you. I was very upset. I was very upset. We adapted. We had to get, you know, rebooked on the next flight, which was like three hours later. Right. I had to pull a lot of uh, tricks out of a hat to get everyone into the United Club. We we chilled out for a few hours, and then we got on a flight. We got to Nashville. Now, this again, this day started at you know five thirty a.m., and then we got to Nashville late. We had to do all of the setup that we normally do, but in a compressed amount of time because the club that we were working had a hard stop at 8 p.m. Right. So instead of a five or six hour setup, we had three hours. Um, luckily, we had the, the lunch was held over for us and they made some some food for us which was nice because we didn't really have any time to eat. They were very accommodating over there. Meat sticks at United Club. But then, then after all of that, and everyone gets back to the hotel, checks in, gets, you know, a little bit of sleep, and then we have a 5.30 a.m., you know, wheels up from the hotel uh, today. And today was a whole nother bag of diversion and uh, debauchery because the weather was not cooperating. You know, the radar maps showed rain we knew it was going to be wet the course was wet already from rain earlier in the week and it was just you know raining from when the time we left the hotel and we were hoping it was going to stop um before we were supposed to start shooting of course the minute the minute there's rain the logistics are off the chart 
scenarios are being thrown around. Um, you know, Mr. X uh, will laugh as as I, I recount how many incarnations of the run of day went by. We could do this. We could do that. Oh, no, this person can't do that. He's, you know, has to leave here. You know, so shut up, sit down. I just said, look, just tell me when we have to be outside. And of course, the course, which very surprisingly had a hard stop for us today for golf. Oh, they did? Oh, yes. Hard stop. We couldn't wait till the sun came out, which good thing we didn't because it didn't come out. But they were like, you know, you cannot start any later than 930. We're supposed to start at, at nine. So they were only able to move the window 30 minutes. The the weather was a bear. A bear because we had we had rain, we had wind, and we had intense cloud movement. So I will first turn to you, Lulita. How does that type of scenario impact your ability to do your job? Well, as a glide cam operator, I would say wind and uh, intermittent sun and clouds is one of the more complicated aspects of shooting. So you're constantly riding iris. You're fighting wind. Who's iris? Uh, <laughs> and why are you riding her? Why not? <laughs> Wait, you rode Iris? I rode Iris. For those that don't know what that means, uh, we are constantly adjusting exposure for the intermittent sun and clouds and rain. So when you're trying to run a glide cam or a steady cam, um, you're you're trying to maintain a smoothness. And actually today we we it would have been nice to have a smooth auto exposure, but for those that know, auto exposure can be very um, unforgiving, unforgiving, random, not smooth. So we opted to use a Canon Cine Prime. Thank you, Johnny Carrera, for that suggestion, which allowed us to smoothly adjust iris. But little did I know it would be doing this constantly for several hours today. So it it just and, and then the rain and the it was very slippery, and we were walking over bridges and you know, through puddles. So it added a whole nother level of complexity. George, I'll turn to you for the audio department perspective on today. So yeah, it, it's a scramble because now we have, you know, Dave and I, we, we have our thing down and then we're never really certain, oh, should Dave cover this segment? Should, should I cover that segment? What's happening right afterward to make sure that we get where we need to be on time and that everything is as it should be to capture all the audio for whatever curveball is thrown our way. So it can be a little uh, frantic and just quick thinking. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just one of those things where you go from your comfort level to a scramble. You're forcing me to drink, George. Uh, and, and me as well. Oh, this, this bottle's gone. We, Next. Might, we might need to break <laughs> out the second, the, the spare and if I may add, too, on one hand, it's kind of fun to have that little bit of a curveball thrown sometimes. Thank but you. when you're under the gun in the, in the time frame, it can be quite stressful. Yeah, like I said, we, we've got like multiple departments, multiple mini sets. There's there's a setup at the clubhouse for the, um, the Q&A session that happened in the morning instead of the evening. 
And of course, we were planning to do that outside. And because it was rain, it was done inside. And at the last minute, I, you know, talked it over with Christian. We decided that we were going to, instead of using the small P2 cameras, the CX350 and the PX270, we said, hey, let's use the new Blackmagic um, 6K Pros because they're better in low light. How did, how did that work out? So it was definitely our one of my first times using them uh, for that day, part of our day. And, uh, you know, it was good. We had some glass limitations, which was a little challenging, but because I always like to use a full sensor readout on those cameras just because they're a little, you know, compromised in terms of light absorption. But they worked. You know, we ran the Canon glass wide open and had to use a 2.8K crop in. And, you know, satisfactory with a little noise reduction will be great. And but you know that's one of the the themes, and we've talked about it before many episodes of of this week in production. Just being able to adapt to the situation. The better you can adapt, the better the product will be for the client at the end of the day. So we adapted, you know, with the schedule. We adapted with the cameras. The crew is very fleet on their foots, and I look to Mr. John Sheeran, who's in the corner, without a tequila. And I say, oh, Mr. Sh- oh, yes. oh, he has one. Oh, awesome. thank God. How wrong you are. Well-deserved tequila. So, so Mr. Sheeran is greatly responsible for keeping us at the ready. Mr. X. Oh, well, Mr. X wants to say. John Sheeran yelled at me today. <laughs> John Sheeran, you need to do can more we, of that, sir. Can we sir. reenact that? The, the ability for this crew to flex when needed is is great and um you know on the interview set where where really the money is made uh no i'm kidding (laughs) on the interview set though you know we we have that's the biggest setup on the on the location we have some lights we have generator we have some silks we have some you know butterflies we have diffusion we have lots of pieces and not a big crew we got grandpa out there. We have um, the human sandbag. <laughs> Dave, <laughs> Dave and, and uh, Sputnik helps us out there. But, you know, today, you know, when you hang a six by six and a, uh, a four by silk and the wind kicks up, um, it gets like a little nutty. So the entire day, you know, we had, we had three three pop up tents to try to keep the equipment dry. <laughs> And a six by on two combo stands that's just ready to rip off the lashes, and um, you know there's there's really two of us that are managing all of that once the day gets going. So it was a little a little frantic, and uh, we watched as the catering tent blew down the fairway, tumble salted, <laughs> and just and and the the. Uh, catering staff chasing it it was quite comical did anybody shoot this no i'm glad we didn't see it from the from the golf walk and talk because that would have been very distracting yeah no it was it was quite comical so you know all of this stuff goes on in in a day and then of course as we're trying to offload the footage and we're down mr tom chartran who's you know playing with robots in a cave you know, Nick, who's stepped up as the number one DIT now this week, 
who is doing two jobs instead of just his one. Um, and he's been doing a great job, but he had some technical issues as well. And this is at the end of the day when everyone is trying to hand him data and and get out, right? Like that's the end of the day mantra is like, let's offload, get packed up and wheels up to, you know, the relaxation part of the day. It really delays the loading of the truck. It de- del- yeah. delays and, everything. And everything. It yeah. delays everything. But, but the whole day comes down to the data. It does. Right. It, sure. The, the data is the most important part. So he had some problems. I had to spend you know a couple hours with him getting him straightened out. I'm not exactly sure why we had connectivity issues, but we did in the in the new setup uh, with the the Mac Mini server, but. Got him straightened out, but he's basically the last man standing. He's still at the course, offloading data, trying to you know get everything set before we fly out and then return on Sunday in Charlotte for you know the third job in eight days. And anyone who may watch Facebook and see Mr. George posting things that he probably shouldn't post, or you know. Things that, you know, oh, you guys are in the best places and the nicest hotels. And yes, granted, we were at a Ritz this week. Yes, there was an espresso machine in my room for, you know, 24 hours. But, you know, now I'm in a Marriott with a uh, a trough in my bathroom <laughs> that, that I see snakes coming through. So it's not all roses and, and uh, rose petals. Oh, Mr. X is going to say something. I was not at the Ritz for starters. You were not. I started with the trough, be, and I'm going to end with be, the trough. Because you, the, the, Mr. X was home comfortably the, hanging out. The client has determined that it is not possible for them to be at every event, so they get to alternate. The, the crew... And we're very happy to do it, but we get to go to every event. <laughs> every uh, single be, event. To be fair, this is the first event I have missed. I've been on every event up until this one, just to be just to be clear. Take it easy. All right. I get myself worked up. <laughs> what I would like to say is from the client side, having the pleasure of working with you fine gentlemen, um, aside from having the expertise that is expected, right, to run sound or camera or build or DIT or whatever it is, I think uh, from a, a client perspective, what you really need and respect the most is the ability to adapt quickly and not fall to pieces. Um, it is difficult. Today was, you know, show um when it rains it's hard and you got to adapt but we've had the 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 good fortune of working together for a long time so there's not a ton of communication that needs to happen even though john sheeran yelled at me today but uh, i that's not true john john sheeran gets big props for me he is a absolute what 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 did mr sheeran yell at you about he said I was ugly, and uh, your mother dresses you funny. And, uh, yeah, and I said my mom seems to think I'm, I'm, I'm handsome. But uh, like, no. how could you wear that shirt? No. no. For example, I, I will call out John Sheeran just because he's remarkable. You know, he is cool under pressure, and uh, and everybody is. I think the ability to, uh, you know, just take direction that seems 
absolutely absurd uh, in a short period of time and just go do it. And then to be able to regroup when it's time to go back to do the thing that you initially planned on doing and then battle the rain and battle the sun and uh, the wet course. And, you know, it's, it's a, it is a, it is a pleasure and expected. uh, It's expected for me that everybody just does whatever they need to do to get it done. And it's uh, my, my, uh, my hat goes off to you guys. And, and, you know, you reminded me of one thing, Mr. X, that is the ultimate, you know, flex and adaptability. So the, um, the events portion, the behind the scenes on the client side that, you know, does all the logistics had a problem in St. Louis, asked us if we could transport like, you know, eight, 10, 12 boxes of stuff that they needed to perfectly legal, by the way. Yes. Yes. Uh, (laughs) Transport the stuff from St. Louis to Nashville. And, the the transit is pretty much loaded to the gills. I mean, I don't know what the payload amount is in weight. It's up there. And and when I tell you that if I had to put a pancake in the back, it would be hard to fit it. Sure. So when they say, can you take these boxes? And I know that in theory, yes, there is room in the passenger cabin for it. It comes at the sacrifice of the back seat, which is the resting area for the the uh, drivers of said van. Right. What do you do? Like they need it. They it can't be shipped. It's logistically not possible. So yes, we say yes. We load the boxes. We take up the entire interior cabin of the transit with stuff. The only thing that's working besides the steering wheel is the espresso machine because that's where they draw the line. (laughs) We get the job done today. We get packed up. And then the client says, we have a problem. And, and, you know, they they threw Mr. X into the fire and they made him ask if we could take the boxes. Yeah, that was was unfair. After everything was packed, there was just one more box, which was already stacked up to just at the level of the top of the seats for the driver and the front seat passenger. So so not only did we have to transport the boxes one time, but now we have to do it again to get to, to Charlotte. And again, it's just what you have to do. It it's just how it is, and and we do it. We do it with a smile. I mean, some people That's might up be for debate, but yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not smiling right now. But no <laughs> well, one can, we just we no just... one can see that because it's a podcast. But but my point was, <laughs> when people see photos and check ins and all this stuff that we do, and they go, "Oh, you guys, that's a great gig." Yes, it is a great gig, but there is a lot of blood, sweat, and tears behind it, mostly tears from George, mostly blood from me. <laughs> Body aches and pains. But and it, is, it is the crew who provides this, and I will just raise my glass, the Don Julio Nejo that has been flowing, and I say cheers to the crew. Cheers. Dougie cheers. How we doing? John and John and Christian and Spud and Grandpa and uh, Wheezy, Zach, 
What? <laughs> I, I, can I add one more thing oh, here? Oh, please. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah, one yeah. thing. We're, we're only at 25 minutes. So if, uh, if, if anybody listening, mostly in the production world, think that the that the client doesn't do a lot while you guys were chilling in the United Lounge, Christian and Nick and myself were unloading that unholy van of yours by ourselves. Oh, you unloaded the van? Yeah, damn straight. Christian certainly didn't include you in the notes. I'm sure he forgot it, but I was there lugging gear. I think he said you... And my back hurts. He did it all by himself. Mr. X asked, where was the espresso machine? That is not true. Not true at all. I lugged it like a gorilla up steps, you know. I had to climb a rope. It was it was terrible. What are you, pitfall? <laughs> I might be. That's none of your business. Are you going to say something, Christian? I'd like to clear the records on the air. Mr. <laughs> Mr. X, Sputnik, and myself. It was a three-way split. Couldn't have done without him. I thanked him I multiple times. And uh, I learned this week that this crew is 100% all for one, one for all. And if you do not have that attitude, it doesn't work. So cheers, cheers brother. For a great cheers. Week. Well said, sir. Cheers. Cheers. All right. That's going to wrap it for this week in production. We're going to go put some meat in our face and uh, some tequila but, down our gullet. That's not true. That, n- that also is rephrase, not true. We should rephrase that, yes. I think. We're going to a I'm lovely to the gym. steakhouse nice. for a nice meal. We're going to a little wrap party. We're going to have some dinner and then crash and then get up early and fly home. Short turnaround, unload the data, and then right back at it, boys. Do some laundry and head back out again. All right. Till next week. Cheers. Salutes. Do you have something to say? Drop me an email at thisweekinproduction at gmail.com. Or even better, call our new TWIP voice mailbox and leave us a message. 601 564 TWIP. That's 601-564-8947. Also, a reminder that This Week in Production is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. So please subscribe to get every episode. Lastly, if you like what you hear, would you mind giving me a rating or a review? I'd appreciate that. Okay, that's a wrap on This Week in Production. Thanks for listening. <laughs>